What's good, y'all? It's your boy Herb. And it's your girl Mo. And welcome to our soon to be world renowned podcast, Young, Black, Black and, and Figuring it, it Out. What up, though? What it do? Whatever we you decide tell to tell it. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> you dig? How you feeling? You know, I was mad weary this like this week. Just my soul was tired. <laughs> weary. You come from church, yeah. <laughs> My soul was tired, but today I feel very much more rejuvenated. Oh, yes. it's the rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. I see you back in here. What about you? No, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great, though. Feeling good, feeling great, feeling great, feeling good. How are you? That's a song. Oh, was it? It sounded, it like, it sounded like the prayer, you know. Think us, Lord, thank us for this. Oh, That's yeah. That's what I was yeah. like. Is Mm-mm. he trying to say something else? Okay. No, I'm feeling good, though. I, um, feeling good, actually. Uh, I'm feeling good, but while also mourning for all the things going on in the world, mm. you know? So I'm feeling mm. good, uh, but also recognize there are other people who don't have that luxury, right? right? Which gives me, um, again, some empathy for that, but then also uh, a lot of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, what uh, blessings that we have. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, Very yeah, true. For sure. Uh, yeah. So what's up, y'all? Uh, it's been a minute? Not really. Not at all. <laughs> it ain't been that long. Not even slightly. Yeah, it feel like it, though. Um, but we're here. To have a good time Today's episode I think is going to be um, For us It's going to be special to us Mainly because we are um, Of the Of the mind That education and awareness uh-huh. Is key Always Right It's key And so like We should always be informed uh-huh. At the very least So today we're going to take time To do that But before we get to that though uh-huh. Like we always do at this time What did we figure out this week? Ooh 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 This week I figured out Talk to him That a shift in perspective is healthy. Ooh, okay. Talk to me. It was like, um, I don't know. You know, sometimes you go through things and you're like your mind is racing and maybe it's building like fear within you or anxiety within you and you're just like uneased. Um, sometimes I find myself stuck in that space, which is probably why I was so wary. And mm-hmm. <laughs> there comes a point where I have to look at it from a different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And when I shift that, I will then choose to be, like you said, gr- like grateful and then focus mm. on the things that are going well or that I mm-hmm. appreciate and it can help me like shift out of what I was looking at and Ooh. see it from the other side. Yeah. And I was like, huh, this has been very helpful. So I'm going to try to do that more. Mm. Do you feel like shifting perspectives like changes mood? It can change mood. And I think it um, can also increase like different characteristics. So like increase your empathy increase your compassion confidence like and even if that's just for yourself (laughs) sometimes that is just what you need yeah Yeah. so you've been practicing that actively Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. uh, thank you what did you figure out this week man so your boy figured out um honestly i figured out that um you cannot change people You can only help people try to change themselves, Mm. right? You cannot change people. At all. You can only help people try to change themselves. And they have to be ready Mm -hmm. and willing to do that. Absolutely. Right? Like, as much as you pour into it, if someone is not there to receive, like, I go to a house and I'm knocking on the door and nobody's home, Mm -hmm. regardless of how hard I knock, nobody's coming to answer. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, and it's really not good for you to try to kick the door down, <laughs> right? Because nah. now you intrude and invade. Like, nah, people have to be there, you like, know, ready to meet you, ready to meet you and greet you. Yeah, which is why right? they say meet them where they're at. And a uh, lot of us like to force. Nah, we can't do that. And and even sometimes, like, because there's no such thing as like you changing somebody. Nah, like there's no such thing. Mm-hmm. There's like self change. Folks have to want to do that. Mm-hmm. You can help guide, but you can't force that. Mm-hmm. There's no way. I actually had a. Uh, 
there was a um a, a quote the guy had uh, Jim Rohn. I think I might have said this before, but I loved it. He was like, "Yeah, I used to tell myself I'm going to change this person." If it kills me uh. and I almost died. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, yo, I get that. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, you know, people have to come ready and willing and be uh -huh. able to change. You can't force that change on anybody. Uh -huh. Because if anything, what's gonna happen is you're gonna be affected. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And most of the time in a negative way. Um, so no, we can't do that. So yeah, I've, that um I've seen that especially in relationships, right? Mm, like talk about it. I've heard people say how upset they are that this person didn't change for me. And mm. I looked at them like, change for you? Nah. I don't know why you're expecting that. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you think that there's something wrong with mm -hmm. them not doing that. It's mm -hmm. like no one should ever change for anybody else. No, no, no. If you not. want to see them change, they need to do it for themselves. hundred percent. And they looked at me confused. I'm like, ooh, ooh, baby. So that's something I think people need to hear more, mm -hmm. recognize more, and state more. Yeah. You know? Nah, for real. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, because then you can put false expectations on the outcome, mm -hmm. and you're just going to set yourself up to be hurt. Right. And, and upset. Yeah, it builds resentment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, nah, you have to change that narrative in your mind. Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. That's good. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. That's good. And that's going to be helpful. That's one of the ones where it's like it was a revelation that's going to carry out. Mm-hmm. Going forward to help me, in, and honestly, it's going to help me in my relationships. Like, it's like no, I can't be expecting someone to be this way or do that thing. Right. That's right. on them, and my expectations for them might not be their expectations, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah, nah, yeah, that's cool. It's cool. Nice little mm -hmm. eye opener. I like yeah, that. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure, definitely wide open out here, y'all. Contacts out here. Okay. So, <laughs> hey, I'm like so bad, but like it worked. So nah, <laughs> yeah, I'm about, to get, I'm about to get lazy. By the way, y'all, so I'm gonna put that out there. If you right now are struggling and can't see, like, nearsighted, farsighted, I'm looking in the lazy. Oh, that's yeah. what you said. I heard I'm about to get lazy, and I was like, nah, lazy, like, nah, lazy eye surgery. It actually is, uh, and it's becoming more affordable. So I'm gonna put all this out there, but yeah, nice. Yeah, y'all welcome for folks who. We're thinking about that. Okay, so today we're here to talk about a super important topic right now. Mm -hmm. and, um, I think unless you've been living under who knows what, mm -hmm. you uh, surely know about the conflict right now that's going on in uh, Israel and Palestine. And so uh, today we want to take the time to have a conversation about this. And the way we want to do this is to share information and share different perspectives um, so that way folks are aware and have the history in the background because again, awareness and education is key. Mm -hmm. And so we want to give a little bit of that. So what we'll do is we'll go through some timeline. We'll share some of our perspectives on the timeline where we see things that were shocking, surprising to us mm -hmm. and shout out to folks who we've asked, um, knowing that they didn't have to, but who we've asked to share, um, uh, different insights on the history of what's going on. And so we'll share a little bit of that. And then we'll share some experts or excerpts from the experts about <laughs> things that have been going on uh -huh. and their take on it, right? Um, but I think up front, we surely will say at the end of the day, right. the thing that we want to see is peace for yes. folks. Yes. At the end of the day, right? Because mm -hmm. the loss of human life is something that um, can't be reversed. No. That, right? Mm -hmm. So that's our goal. So let's go through a little bit of this. And um, Money Mode, easy. Anything you want to say? Um, no, it's just more like I appreciate the fact that we can talk about this mm -hmm. and I appreciate all those who are listening and like the research you'll do yourself and the discussions that can be had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> so going back. So what was Israel before 1948? So this is great. And what is the Balfour Declaration? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is like an aha for me as we learn. Right. And I also want to say like the thing that we're seeing right now in 2023 is a manifestation of things that's been going on for a long time. Yes. Uh, when you and I were chatting about this, I said, yeah, I remember something similar happening. And this was back in like 2015. 
14 or 15. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. So that's when I started to do my research to see what was going on. Right. But I'm like, oh, this goes way back, like right. way back. Like well before we were ever born. And yeah. these are the things that I was not aware of at all. Didn't mm-hmm. necessarily learn anything of this like in school. And then until I became like an adult voter, you know. Yeah. None of this phased me. I was just like, it's happening somewhere else. So, yes. Yeah. So let's talk about it. So, mm-hmm. so way back, so this is before 1948. So Britain took control of the area known as Palestine, right? Following uh, the defeat of the Ottoman Empire, um, which ruled part of like the Middle East uh, in World War One, right? So the land in that space was inhabited by uh, a Jewish minority in the Arab majority, as well as a bunch of other ethnic groups during this time. Uh So tensions between the two peoples grew when the international community gave the UK the task of building a national home in Palestine for Jewish people, right? Because again, there was a Jewish minority in what we now know as Israel now, and an Arab majority and a bunch of other ethnic groups in that space. And when the British gave that task to say, hey, we're going to build a national home for um, uh, uh, for folks who are Jewish, there's some tensions started to come from that. Not just from folks, really the international community, we could say, started to see the tensions rise during that time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this stems from the Belfort Declaration of 1917, a pledge made by then Foreign Secretary Arthur Belfort um, to Britain's Jewish community, right? So uh, the declaration was a mandate over Palestine and endorsed the newly created League of Nations, um, which was the forerunner in the United Nations back in 1922, right? Mm-hmm. So thinking about this, uh, just to give that context, mm-hmm. right? This as someone who um, understands the impacts of what we now deem as colonialism or mm-hmm. colonization, it's like, wow. Right. Or when you think about folks who have... Um, any type of animosity right now towards Israel, and you think about what's going, like where did that stem from and come from, mm-hmm. you can see the taking of land that was there. Um, you can see where that stems from, yeah. right? At least as folks see it today. Right. Yes. Right. And then when um, like listening to people whose families went through this, because, you know, generations, generations, and they share their viewpoints, the displacement happened. So then people were evicted and forced out of their homes for settlers to take over. So it was, if you want to think of it like in real like mm-hmm. life, not just, oh, that happened, more like this is how it happened. You know, people came in, pushed you out, and took space. Yep. Yeah. And so the other side of that, too, and this is where we want to be like the fair and balanced view, is that uh-huh. to folks who are Jewish, uh, that land was their ancestral home going back centuries, right? Like that land was like their right. It's their ancestral home coming in. So you can see, again, um, given those two perspectives, uh-huh. very, very different where the tensions and conflicts uh-huh. started to come in in that, right? So let's go forward with this. So between the 1920s and 1940s, the numbers of Jews arriving uh, to that land grew uh-huh. with many fleeing from the persecution of Europe. So going back to World War II and what we saw during the time and the persecution of folks who were Jewish uh, during right. World War II um, from Nazi Germany and, and other folks involved in that war, which is for a separate podcast. Right, right, right. right. So um, during that time, violence between Jews and Arabs and against the, the British rule uh, started to increase, right? So as folks started to see uh, whose rightful home is this, I started to become a, a dominant conversation. Violence also increased during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1947, the UN or United Nations voted for Palestine to be split into a separate Jewish and Arab states with Jerusalem becoming an international city, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The plan was accepted by Jewish leaders, but rejected by uh, the Arab side and never was fully implemented during that time, Mm -hmm. okay? So uh, how and why was Israel created? 
Let's talk about that. And again, just giving the backdrop, you can do your own research, but mm-hmm. this is what we know here. So in 1948, uh, able to solve the problem, Britain withdrew. And so remember, this is just fascinating to me. So this was declared from British rule who went to try to create these separate states. And when things didn't work, Britain withdrew. So I'm not going. I've okay. seen that happen. Hey, yeah. Many, all through history. Yes. And many West African countries, I'm going to say know? folks got in there and did some things and then left. And who was left to pick up the pieces? The folks who did not invite the colonizers there in the first place. Just putting that out there. But hey, just, just my. You know. Yeah. But we're impartial. So in 19. 19- <laughs> now it goes to colonization. Yeah. yeah colonizers, they said. Okay. Um. So uh, this um, British Jewish and Jewish leaders declared the creation of the state of Israel during this time. Uh, it was intended to be a safe haven for Jews, which at that time makes a ton of sense because Absolutely. think about the atrocities that happened during World War right. II right. to folks who were Jewish. Um, for fleeing persecution as well as a national homeland for Jews, uh, fighting between Jewish and Arab folks uh, or militias had been intensifying for months during this time, though. And the day after Israel declared statehood, five Arab countries attacked, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, hundreds and thousands of Palestinians fled or were forced out of their homes in what they call the Al Nakab. I'm saying that right, uh, Nakba, or the catastrophe, mm-hmm. right? That's translated uh, to. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. By the time the fighting uh, ended in a ceasefire, the following year, Israel controlled most of the territory. So, in this case, um, war in Israel won and claimed most of the territory during that time. Right, right, right. Um, so Jordan occupied the land which became known as the West Bank and Egypt occupied Gaza Uh Uh, Jerusalem was divided between Israel forces in the West and Jordan how do you say that? give me the J Jordanian forces in the East (laughs) there we go I was trying to get the word alright because there was uh, never a peace agreement there were more wars and fighting following Uh decades so you see what happened you see how this started and this Conflict and war just continue, uh-huh. and a lot of it was over whose rightful land is this, uh-huh. right? So, as we kind of scroll through this, uh, right now Israel still occupies the uh, the West Bank and claims the whole of Jerusalem as its capital, while uh, Palestinians claim East Jerusalem as the capital of a hoped for future Palestinian state. The U.S. is one of is one of only a handful of countries to recognize the city as Israel's capital, right? So this also gets to what we did not talk about during this time is what was the United States uh-huh. involvement during this time? Right. So uh, one thing we didn't bring up is that during this entire time, the U.S. actually backed Israel uh-huh. during this time. And if you think about like what happened during World War II and the allyship and all of that, it uh, makes sense. But also uh, the U.S. has a history of global expansionism yep. for own self-interest. Absolutely. We're just going to put that out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that also was a part of it in terms of, like, funding, whether it be resources, like, actual, like, monetary, yeah. right? But also things like weaponry, right, and arms during mm-hmm. this time. So mm-hmm. that – so when I hear that, though, when I think about that, like, the U.S., like, I – it's so complicated because I do know that – there's like the global expansionism and colonization. And then when it goes to like, when I bring in my historian hat, mm-hmm. for folks who don't know, my, my undergraduate training was in history. Um, the idea of having like footholds in certain areas to gain intelligence or like strategic advantages when it comes to uh, safety and security, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, like long-term support of other nations who are allies. It's like a, a tactic in war that's been used like going back to like the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I think the way that we have done it and like the unnecessary way that we have done it. And then when we do what pretty much Britain did, like pull out and then countries have to like, things kind of crumble. Yeah. Yeah. Like we just saw that happen. I mean, we had to do it because we've been, we've been occupying multiple places for a long time since George Bush started that war in 04. But, um, you see what happened with that. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, we need to, as a, like the United States itself, like we need to be different than like the global expansion that we have done. Mm-hmm. Like we need to do differently. Right. And it's like, how can we support peace? Because what we didn't mention was like back in like the 1400s when the Ottoman Empire was taking, was like ruling all of this, there was peace with all these different ethnic groups mm-hmm. in that same land and area. Mm-hmm. So like people from all the, the interviews and the things I've listened to when it comes to people who are like um, on either side, mm-hmm. they mention that level of peace and how much they want that back. Mm. Like that is the, the driving force mm-hmm. of what people want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you think about it. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about this. What's been happening. Let me get to like what's happening now and recently, but um, a lot of times and um, during this time, a lot of people who suffer the most are the civilians, right? Yeah. So like everyday folks like you and I suffer most, whether it be like destruction of homes and like, less access to resources uh-huh. um, and all of those things are who suffer because, so this is a, also an interesting war fact is that World War Two we started to see a little bit in World War One but in World War Two was the first time we started to really see the targeting of civilians in civilian structures and cities as a war tactic. Uh-huh. For a long time, it was just like, not only, I mean, right now it is too like a war crime, but for a long time, it's something you did not do. Right. Right. It was just like like an understanding of war, you know. It's like when way back in the Revolutionary War, like the way people fought wars literally was you would walk, you'd be lined up across and you would like shoot, like line up and shoot at people. Mm-hmm. And then the next row of people would line up and shoot at people. There was yeah. no hiding. There was no like whatever. With the muskets and all. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. it came like guerrilla warfare, which was like, oh, you know what? Like standing in a line and getting shot is a terrible idea. Uh-huh. Let's try to do something different. Yeah. You know, blending ju- with the trees, camouflage. But it was just understood that that's what you do. It yeah. wasn't like written anywhere. Uh, same thing with civilian casualties. The difference is, is that this is impacting people yes. and lives. And so like. Like regular, regular, everyday. People. Yeah. So with this like the atrocities towards civilians over time mm-hmm. on like either perspective, mm-hmm. right. Um, has just increased yeah. and mostly so, not mostly so, but definitely so what we've seen most recently. So yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's keep rolling. Any other thoughts on money? Mo? No, I think we're covering you think it. We think we're rolling we're through. Okay. It. So, um, in the past 50 years, like from now, 50 years back, uh, Israel has built, Israel has built settlements in the West Bank and East Jerusalem, which we were just talking about, mm-hmm. uh, where more than about 700,000 Jews now live. So the, the conflict with that or people find issue with that is that settlements are known to be illegal under international law. Um, that is the position of the U.N. Security Council and the U.K. government, um, among many others, um, although Israel rejects this kind of notion, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably dating back to, like, having to have settlements post-World War II, right? right? Um, after being displaced and, like, I mean, straight genocide, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so here is things that's most more prevalent right now. Mm-hmm. It's the Gaza Strip. So what is the Gaza Strip? So Gaza is a narrow strip of land kind of sandwiched between Israel and the Mediterranean Sea. Um, 
it has a like a southern border with Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about 25 mile long and about um, 10 kilometers wide due to tra- the correlation or the translation in the miles for 10 kilometers because I have no idea, y'all. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> We're going to ask ChatGPT. Uh, it has more than 2 million inhabitants and is one of the most densely populated places on earth. So it's a ton of people in Gaza, mm-hmm. even though it's very small um, when it comes to population density. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the wake of like the 1948 49 war Gaza was occupied by Egypt for about 19 years so there's a strong connection from Egypt and Egyptians to Gaza because Mm -hmm. of this history Um, and that's even a complicated history too but um, yes so uh, Israel occupied Gaza in the 1967 war and stayed until 2005 so Israel when had occupation in Mm -hmm. Gaza um, stayed until 05 during that time uh, built what we said before Jewish settlements right mm-hmm. so israel withdrew troops and settlers in 2005 though it retained control over its airspace so it didn't have ground troops but control airspace which has huge implications for many things even like the um funneling of resources mm-hmm. places right um and shared a border with the shoreline the u.n still considers the territory to be occupied by israel so even though they withdrew troops, it's still considered to be occupied by Israel by the United Nations, which is like, hmm, uh-huh. um, which again isn't legal. But why haven't things been done for that? That's up for debate there. Yep. Okay. So right now, what are the main like issues and problems between uh, Israelis and Palestinians? And if you've been listening, you probably, oh, I know all about it now because this is saying a lot of issues could be going on with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a number of issues in which both perspectives cannot agree on. So these include, um, what should happen to Palestinian refugees, right? So how do we, like, what should be done, how we support and not support all those things? Mm-hmm. That's been a place of contention for many times. Um, whether Jewish settlements in the occupied West Bank should stay or be removed. Mm-hmm. So if right now, if it's illegal under UN or international law, should folks be removed? But if you go back to the history of how that even came about, uh, folks will say, no, we reject this, right? So again, those two opposing sides. Right. Um, whether the two sides should share mm-hmm. Jerusalem mm-hmm. is a point of contention. And perhaps probably the most tricky of all is whether a Palestinian state should be created alongside Israel. Should we have mm-hmm. um, kind of dual occupation of this land? So all of that right now are where the challenges lie and continue to lie. Yeah. So there's been some efforts to negotiate peace. Um, so some peace talks were held in the 1990s and again in the, in the 2010s. And, um, and throughout all of that, there were some interspread uh acts of violence throughout um peace did seem possible in like the early days of this and series of like secret talks and nowhere became um a part of the peace process and yes it was symbolized by a ceremony uh in the white house lawn in 1993 presided by president bill clinton so we thought we were getting to a place of peace Uh during this time but it did not it did not last so um fast forward to why are what are we seeing right now and why are folks at war so Right now, uh, Gaza is ruled by what is known as Hamas. So that's an Islamist group which is committed to the destruction of Israel and is designated uh, by many as a terrorist group and by others as a group that has developed over time because of what has been going on to Palestinians as a result of what's going on Uh um, from Israeli, right? Uh Um, Hamas won the Palestinians' last election in 2006 and seized control of Gaza the following year by ousting the rival Fatah movement of West Bank-based President Muhammad Abbas. I think I said that right. 
So since then, thank you, militias in Gaza have fought several wars with Israel, which along with uh, Egypt has maintained a partial blockade on the Strip uh, to isolate Hamas and try to stop attacks, particularly the indiscriminate firing of rockets towards Israel City. So something that we just saw uh, that was uh, devastating was uh, folks being mowed down and killed on uh-huh. October 7th uh, during a peace party, right? And so uh, folks are, are really working to try to prevent this and say, how do we um, really destroy Hamas uh-huh. and, and name it as a terrorist group? So... Uh, Palestinians in Gaza say Israel's restrictions and its airstrikes on heavily populated areas amount to collective punishment. So, like, Hamas is not everybody, but if we continue to have these airstrikes uh, in these places, it's killing many civilians, innocent men, women, and children. Children, especially. Yes. And so this year has been the deadliest year on record for Palestinians in the occupied West Bank and East Jerusalem. Uh, They also complain of the restrictions and military actions being carried out um, in response to the deadly attacks on Israel. So folks come in and have restrictions on like food, mm-hmm. um, things like resources and electricity and all of these things mm-hmm. which are impacting just everyday citizens. Water, movement, mm-hmm. yeah, all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what we're seeing now. So we saw the attack in uh, uh, on October 7th. And mm-hmm. so all of that history has led to where we are now and things have boiled uh, uh, really to a head. And now I think one of the things that's the most fascinating is that the access to this information uh-huh. is so uh, prevalent for the masses uh-huh. via, I mean, honestly, social media yes. to get the history that there's so much public opinion now about what's going on uh-huh. that is, um, it's hard for me to think that uh, something won't have to happen differently. Right. Because the world is watching. That everyone's seeing it and everyone's speaking on it. I mean, mm-hmm. you're on IG, it's popping up everywhere. If you follow Sean King, you're seeing all mm-hmm. the updates, mm-hmm. you're seeing the images, mm-hmm. you're seeing what is happening in real time, like the news articles, New York Times, everyone's writing everything. Mm-hmm. TikTok, you already know. Mm-hmm. The talk is ticking. Yeah, YouTube, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, what have we been hearing from folks from different sides? I've heard. Um, a lot of things about what it's like on the day-to-day living in Gaza Mm -hmm. and the um, fear of what could happen to you. And I've seen a lot of people share how young people are that live there. So like 60% are young people under 24 years old Mm -hmm. and that like you are restricted for your movements or access to things and like electricity has been shut off or this is done. They can't go anywhere. They can't leave. Um, there's all these bombs all night and they can't sleep. So I've seen a mm-hmm. lot of those um, videos, which are absolutely heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And all I do is cry. It's just, it's like hard to watch mm-hmm. and to hear because, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to call it guilt per se because, you know, I'm sitting here right now mm-hmm. and that's not my reality, nor has it ever been. So if you ever want to take like yourself out of it and put yourself in someone else's shoes, that is the most painful thing i've ever heard mm-hmm. so i've seen a lot of those perspectives pop up a lot yeah yeah and i've been hearing a bunch of people say like yeah i um i stand with israelis and i stand with palestinians mm-hmm. but i don't stand with hamas and i don't stand with the Israeli government mm-hmm. because of what's happening because who's in the middle of all of this are the innocent lives and i can relate to that yeah right like i can see the hey what we're doing right now and what's going on with like the 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 bombing and that's still coming out and i don't want to give my own perspective that's still coming out on who was to blame for the bomb went off at the hospital but those are healthcare workers and innocent folks who are just trying to get help who are dying and then like the mowing down of the people at the peace party in israel is like that is like could you imagine that it's like so that is that's what i'm seeing a lot of is like there are folks who 
aren't a part of the the groups that control the power dynamics, right. the Israel government or Hamas. Right, military or, Hamas. or yes. anything. Yes. Those folks are saying, we're in the middle of all this, and so we don't stand with either viewpoint, but we do know because of the history that's going on how we got here. We yeah. need to be honest. We need to be educated. Yeah. And I'm seeing a lot of that. So folks from like an Israel perspective, just to right now, we just want to elevate things we're hearing, the other voices that we're hearing. So um, someone said, I'm not going to quote because I don't know if we can actually quote them and like not get sued for slander. Or <laughs> so uh, somebody said, uh, many supporting Israel emphasize the country's right to defend itself from external threats, particularly from Hamas and other militant groups. Uh, folks often point to the rockets attacks launched from Gaza into Israel territory as justification for return military action. Right. Additionally, some argue that Israel's security measures, including blockades and checking points, are necessary to ensure safety. Right. That, hey, this isn't a military conquest or occupation. This is to ensure safety in the way you can validate that. As you see how many missiles and rockets are coming on here on a regular basis, mm-hmm. we have to secure safety. And also, it's not just for Israelis. We have Palestinians living here in these areas as well, is what folks would say. On the flip side of that, someone else said who we won't say names because we also don't want to get sued for slander i see no names i don't see any names anywhere Mm -hmm. so supporters of palestine frequently highlight the hardships faced by palestinians living under occupation including restricted movement economic hardships and military actions by israeli forces and one thing i will say is that the collective agreement is that like the gaza strip is like one of the uh uh, the largest or the largest open air prison or equivalent to uh on the planet, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, when you go and actually do your research and say, like, what are the conditions there? Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to argue that. Yeah. Right? It's hard to argue that. It's like, oh, these aren't safe conditions. Mm-mm. And I'm going to tell you what, how much money, and I'm going to put it on the U.S., that we're actually giving mm-hmm. to many other places, including Israel, like, we can afford to restructure and rebuild and actually create a livable conditions for people. Yeah, like right? a safe home. Yeah, it's like, hey, like, who can argue that? Like, what's the argument to that, that people should be able to live in, like, That's safe conditions? That's the right everyone wants. Yeah, I'm confused. So, yeah. just, just to put that out there. Yeah, um, Maslow's basic needs. Like yeah, let's bottom. start at the bottom. The, people just want to be able to... First step. What's happening? Okay. So, uh, they often argue uh, for the recognition of Palestinian sovereignty and condemn actions they view as oppressive. When I say they, this is still the Palestinian perspective from a no non-named person who said uh-huh. this. Uh, such as settlement expansions in the West Bank and the blockade of Gaza. Many also call for a two-state solution. Let's live in peace jointly in the adherence to international law to address the grievances of Palestinian people. For instance, the the UN's um, the UN seeing settlements as illegal, things mm-hmm. like that, right? So those are kind of like the two perspectives that we're seeing in this. And I think uh, what's the root of all of this, because mm-hmm. there's different sides and perspectives. And we had a, a debate, a spirited debate about this. It's like, yeah, this is a situation where it's like, it's so deep and complex. And we almost yes. didn't even do this podcast because it's like, yo, this is so deep and complex. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to offend. And we know we don't have all of the knowledge. Right. But the way I broke it down is like, if you really have, like, no, this is like, Something I can like understand or connect it to. Like, this is like gang war. And so you have two sides that have this long history. And in the middle of this long history, these two sides opposed are people who are innocent mm-hmm. getting into it and truthfully are innocent suffering from mm-hmm. it. And truthfully, it's going to be hard to broker, but it's necessary peace yes. because of all of the things that have happened in the history there. Yes. Right. And so when both sides have painful history, mm-hmm. it's hard to get beyond that. 
to find a way to get to peace. But in the middle of all of that are innocent lives and people. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And if you look like across the world and listen to the different perspectives, especially in these ethnic groups, they will say this is not a war between Jews and Muslims. This is not a war about religion. This, this is us just trying to support the civilians who are getting hurt. Mm-hmm. So, like, I saw an interview of, um, I want to say a Hasidic Jew, and he was just speaking on, like, we're here to support the people of mm-hmm. Palestine as mm-hmm. these civilians are getting killed. Mm-hmm. We are asking for peace. Like, this is, people just want to save these innocent people. Mm-hmm. And I, too, want to save the innocent people. Yeah, that's really where my, where my heart is. Like, mm-hmm. so when you first was... So how did you get to the point where you, and we're going to be wrapping up some, how did you get to the point where you were like, hey, um, like where did your research start around this? Like when did your like understanding start around this? Um, so I'm always scrolling Instagram, you know, and I look through stories and then people were posting stories and I started to watch one and I was taken aback. I was like, I didn't even know what was happening in mm-hmm. that much detail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wasn't as aware. And um it was this this young guy, he's Jewish, and he lives here in the States somewhere. He was just talking about the history and his viewpoint and his feelings. And he was like, I am concerned for these children. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what children? And so then I'm like, okay. I'm, and I just dive in. And then I saw some videos of like young people speaking. And they showed me like their room. And they were crying. And there was just so much pain happening. And all I could think is, how do I help the kids? Mm-hmm. And, you know, working with kids and just feeling mm-hmm. like, you know, they're in front of me all day. How could I not have a heart mm-hmm. for what's happening to mm-hmm. people? And that's where that stemmed from. Mm-hmm. Then I started listening to people as much as possible. Yeah, to be more informed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And being more informed, you think that, that helps? Like, what has that helped you to do? Um, I feel like we, you and I, especially oh, through all these seasons, talk about the struggle for being black in this country and the things we endure, the things we deal with and what we ask of people who don't mm-hmm. live this life mm-hmm. is to like pay attention, mm-hmm. to listen, to hear us, to let our voices reign, to care. Mm-hmm. And how can I sit here and not do that for other people? Yeah. So I'm like, this is, this is just on my heart now mm-hmm. and that I'll do all I can to help others mm-hmm. who can't speak or don't have a voice you know mm-hmm. are you sure platforms help elevate what's going on in the best way possible yeah same question what was the question <laughs> <laughs> what's the question be what's this been for you where did your research come from like where did it start yeah you? i think my research on like all of this really i mean honestly it goes back i want to say i um something i take for granted is again about accidentally stumbling into having a like undergraduate training in history like being a historian or like being like prepped that way yes. and having like this foundation knowledge um has kind of led me to always think about some of these things and also the the nature of my work being to like understand like the global context of how all of these things like religion race um conquest from different militaries like mm-hmm. all of those things impacts the way everybody interacts with one another mm-hmm. and sees one another um so i think like just having that mindset i'm always kind of like things that pop up for me um like they th- certain things stand out because yeah. of that so this research here for me started it was really like i want to say 2014 2015 when i started to really deeply research and understand what was going on mm-hmm. uh, because a similar thing happened um, I think on like a similar day or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, but I remember doing like my research. I want to say it was 2014, 2015. And I started to do my research. I'm like, wow, this is like 
like the history of this is like fascinating mm-hmm. and just being like again studying history from the balcony or objective view and seeing like this is a side where if you really dive into it like there's clear wrong in certain instances and me as a black american i can see like Absolutely. there's clear wrong in certain instances for me to identify mm-hmm. and i'm like locked in that way and this one objectively as i'm studying it i saw a clear wrong and clear like understanding on both sides of this, mm-hmm. like both perspectives. Mm-hmm. So like doing that 2014, 2015, I'm like, all right, this is, you know, like, it's fascinating because who's really gonna impact it. And a lot, honestly, on the Palestinian side, because of the lack of like the resources to defend themselves, like there's a lot of civilians who are dying. Mm-hmm. That was like the most, like that's what stood out to me a lot. Right. Um, but but I also want to discount what's happening to folks like to Israelis, right? Like there's the same. It's the same thing. Like any life is too many. Mm-hmm. So that started then, and then when this came about, I, because of that background, I was like, wow. How do I res- like? What's the stance that I take? How do I respond? Because I I, I know it's like so in depth. What I do know is at the very least that I would want from folks like from white folks, for example, when things were happening, it's like either create space yeah. for others' voices or elevate the knowledge to your platform about what's going on. And so when we were having this conversation, like, should we do this podcast? And, and I would be the first one to say it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. This is messy. Like, do you want to get up in this? My name is Bennett. Yeah, yeah. Hey, my name is Bennett, and I ain't in it, y'all. But it's like, yeah, we got to be in it in some way. And at the mm-hmm. very least, what we can do is elevate. And then also, truthfully, one of the people who we love dearly and care about is, is impacted and affected Completely. being our manager. Um, and so, like, because of, I mean, honestly, just thinking about how we feel mm-hmm. going through what happens to us. And knowing that she's navigating that, which is hard. Like, yo, we can't not. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we leave you with anything. Multiple things can be right at the same time. Yo, multiple things can be right at the same time, mm-hmm. y'all. Like, it's tough. And multiple things can be wrong at the same time. Equally. Right. And uh, between all of those things, in this case, are, like, innocent lives. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Tearing up over there? I really am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You, no tears drop. You get, you, you get through in. one season. You get the one whole season. I'm holding them. In. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, y'all. But in all seriousness, like um, today was meant to be an informed, information giving podcast, awareness building. So at the very least, we we know what's really going on, and mm-hmm. we need to elevate what's happening because again, at the end of the day, uh, one life is too many lives. Way too many. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And y'all might be listening right now, like. What in the world is they talking about? Listen, y'all, we might be right. We might be wrong. But at the end of the day, we We just just young, young, black, and and figuring it out. out.